a heads up display in your life like you do with a zoom like you're just hang on everybody just stop talking for a second pop up a display and there's your controls for life for life <laughs> yep well i click share screen and you give me options here come on give me options oh there we go That's listen weird. to you mr entitlement Really? Give me options. Give me options. <laughs> uh, oh man, I've got way too many windows open. <laughs> See, that's that is what would end up happening in your life if you had something like this. You'd be like, "This is great. This is cool. Oh, I could do this. Oh, I could do this. Oh, I could do this. I could do this." And then we would just people, at least people like me, I would just be inundated with. I'd be frozen and I'd be paralyzed by all the things. Hey, are we getting some music on your end? Yeah. Welcome to the All That's Holy Blue Collar Podcast. I hear voices. Provoking interviews with interesting guests and commentary on everything. We are the interesting guests. Sports, God, (laughs) gardening, church, politics, music, movies, comedy, you name it. Comedy. We talk about it. I'm Cody Stopper. We're in the comedy. And this is Craig Morton. <laughs> On this podcast, we talk to writers, teachers, activists, and we seek some wisdom. And as always, we are allergic to big words. But not some big ideas. Profound things will be said. Sometimes. But entirely by accident. So, last time, as we was going through the captions. Yeah. It changed our our little tagline. Profound things will be sad. 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 Oh. Oh, did that the AI got it that way? Yeah, the AI got it. Like, oh, profound things will be sad. You know, oh, sometimes funny. profound thing, profound, <laughs> profound things are sad. That's true. That is entirely not accidental. Uh oh, what do I got? Oh, we got. Uh, oh, what household <laughs> chore do you enjoy? Mm, oh. <laughs> what household chore do you enjoy? Right. <laughs> you you go first. You know, it's really rough because sometimes it's not uh, it, what what's hard is to get into the chore. Yeah. Cuz there's always a big oh, list of that's to true. do, you know. Yeah. But once I start like one thing, it cascades into a whole thing. And so Yeah. That's I so think true. I do enjoy uh, dusting and um, vacuuming day, mm. you know, and so mm. I, I, you know, dust the shelves, dust the clock, dust the, you know, the, the ceiling fans, dust the air intake vent. Mm-hmm. I got to mm-hmm. get a ladder to do that. Sure. And now all You're the dust is falling. So now it's time to sweep and mop and, you know, clean yeah. the counters. And mm. I kind of like that because I really like the way, you know, carpet looks after it's been vacuumed not just yeah, oh, all yeah. the garbage up but it's like got that yeah it's got that kind of baseball outfield look you know got a pattern got a pattern to yeah it. and it's like yeah. sometimes i wish i could just get all rid of all the furniture and just do different <laughs> designs but ah uh, that'd be cool so yeah i think that's what i go with dusting and vacuuming or dusting and vacuum day huh well yeah, so, so uh sesh our outline uh dealy bob app thing yes had you start first but now oh. it says end cody's turn which was my turn so you get there we go your turn oh, okay now it's my turn as you okay well <clears throat> my let's see my favorite 
household chore. I'm going to have to go with, I, I don't mind one part of doing dishes, getting them cleaned and, and or prepped and ready for the dishwasher or even just washing them. However, for some reason, putting them away, I hate. I don't know why. It's the easiest part of the whole thing. I, I kind of uh, hear you. Yeah. But I don't know why. I just, I don't enjoy that part. So what ends up happening is I like, I'll say to myself or I'll think someone else should do that. I did all this. Someone else should do this part. And so then it just sits there. And then the dishes back up, and then I hate the dishes all of a sudden oh, doing all yeah, of them yeah. because it's it gets like, so stacked up. Back clean up. in the dishwasher, dirty yeah. in the sink. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I don't know what the maybe there's something psychological there about doing the final part of the task. You know, theologically, I think that says something about the importance of of regular confession. Ooh, remember to when we all used that to do that? backed up stuff put away? Yeah. Remember when we used to do confession on here? That's right. Yeah, we used to <laughs> schedule things according to uh, kind of a liturgical. Uh, liturgical, schedule. yeah. Yeah. We bucked that. We bucked that system. Well, you know, we could we could try to do that again with, with Sesh. I bet it would do it. So. Oh, yeah, you're right. You could name these but, sections. But here, no here's the cool thing. You and I, we're, we're slightly different generations, but we're uh-huh. nowadays we're old guys, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you they and call I me both, middle-aged. Middle aged. I'm middle aged. Okay, fine. All right. Yeah, right. I, <laughs> there's a little gray in your beard. <laughs> I see it right there. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're of that generation that me more so than you. It's like, we. what are the statistics? It's like, you know, of, of double income households, <sighs> it's still assumed that if, you know, if it's if it's a partnership with a man yeah. and a woman, that the woman yeah, yeah. does what like sixty or seventy percent of the household. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, chores. Ugh. And I don't know. That's always seemed abysmal and rotten and nasty. It does. It's, it's got to be fifty fifty because we both it's, live here. Yeah, that would be fair. <laughs> All right. All right. We jumped into that one now. Uh, oh, that's an assumption that people make. Don't you think when they see a a two partner household, they assume or it's an assumption, maybe, oh, you know what it is, it's uh, the people going into the partnership, you have to deal with your assumptions about who's going to yeah, yeah, if you don't do that first, that's something I stress in uh, any premarital counseling that I might do like, hey, you know, you probably are assuming this is how it's going to go in your household because with your parents or in your household, this is how it went. You better have some discussions about this, splitting up you know, these tasks and roles. I'm, I may be too liberal of a of a pastor, you know, because I, I sometimes I kind of think I kind of like it when people just cohabitate. It just takes one more thing off of my to do list. <laughs> That's but, true, <laughs> but I do miss the conversations like premarital counseling. Yeah, um, you know that's. That's a great, those are great conversations. That's the best uh, one or one of the best ones right there, I think. Yeah. And you know, when it's the, the cohabiting thing, it's just, people just kind of slide into that yep. reality and, and learn it as they go. And you yep. know, for the most part, in fact, I believe the statistics are quite good for cohabiting these days. Yeah. I've heard as that. As far as, especially if it roll, if it turns into a marriage, the, the, uh, the tenure of that marriage is greater than the previous average i think or something like that so you're getting pop-ups on my screen here <laughs> but um yeah so hey yo continuing our our uh 
outline assumptions. Uh, we we've been talking about theological assumptions, and I kind of thought about some of the theological assumptions that go around Christmas, and mm-hmm. one of the things that Pete Enns has on his Bible for Normal People, yeah, uh, podcast is every once in a while he'll take a book of the Bible and it'll be like, you know, Pete destroys Genesis. Yeah. Pete destroys the book of Judges. Um, oh boy. And and I kind of wonder, maybe he's already done one on destroying Christmas. But my thought was, does history destroy Christmas? And how do you deal with that? Oh yeah. No, that's, yeah. We've been having conversations about this lately because, so we are going through a book called Zit, uh, Zealot by Reza Aslan. Have you heard that one? Before? Right. Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay. He <clears throat> takes a, uh, you know, he wants to do a historical context of Jesus, which is all fine. That's good. That's good stuff to learn. But then he does himself form some like, not assumptions, but he takes some leaps. He assumes, you know, He'll even say things like, "I'm." We don't know the size of this city, for example, Galilee. But I'm gonna, for the purposes of my book, basically, I'm gonna assume it's this size. You know, just this. You know, and then that factors into his uh, construction of the historical Jesus. So even at his, least he states his. It's true. He does in the footnotes, though. You have to go search for. Oh, it. all right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But that's fine. At least he does even include that. I will say. Like, I have no problem at all with exploring the historic context. You know, I'm all about that. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know me, that's, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm great I mean, with that. However, I will say, story. exactly. I will say that at a certain point in the book, I learned something about myself that like, when this is in our group setting in our class, everyone's just kind of like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, this is true. Oh, this is, I find myself going I may just be a natural um, contradictory type person. Cause I'm like, he is, <laughs> he is stating things. So like, this is how it was. And right. I'm like, no, <laughs> you, your thing leads to questions about it might not be this way, but to take the leap to, Oh no, this is historically certain that Jesus was not making any they his claims uh he was not truly a peacemaker that was one of his one of his claims he's not, oh, you know, really? not yeah 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 he encouraged his uh folks you know pack some swords be ready to fight oh he you falls know? into that he right but stuff like that's just one small sample but others he's like he was a revolutionary which is fine i agree with that but he's yeah. trying to make the the link that if you're a revolutionary then you espouse the violent overthrow of and that some of his teachings lend to that, so and that it was later with, Christian with zealots. Yeah, exactly. And then that it's later Christian communities that then are like, we want to be safe and 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 not get hurt by the empire. So we'll scrub his teachings clean of of the and, and promote more of the peace, you know, aspect of things. But I'm like, you can be a revolutionary. We got it in our history, the world history. There are revolutionaries who are, and I do say there's a huge difference between a pacifist and a nonviolent resistor. There's there's a difference between right. those two. And you can be a revolutionary nonviolent resistor. Uh, it happens. It can be done. And I, I can make the case that that's what Jesus was. But he's making his construct of, no, no, but that's all hogwash this is jesus was a zealot as we say 
Okay. So so does he end up ruining Christmas? Well, so a little bit, you know, he talks okay. about, yeah, yeah. He talks or about- he just ruin, uh, Or does he just ruin Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, you're right. Yeah, I don't, I would say he ruins him. I just, I got to tamper down my, because uh, uh, then there's people in our class who are like, yeah, I agree with this. There's absolutely no divine stuff going on here. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> we got to keep, there's, it's okay to keep some sacred in this. Yeah. Yeah. Then anyway, um, I digress. Back to Christmas. Yeah. So, I mean, because <laughs> he does talk about, of course, the dates, you know, these things, dates of Herod, uh, virgin birth, because those do play into, you know, those um, uh, theological constructs later by the church. He, you know, he points those out. So, yes. So, the, the, um, I, I'm trying to remember as a kid when it first kind of hit me that, you know, it was, you know, when did Jesus show up? Anywhere from 3 BC to, you know, 6 AD. And then AD. all of a sudden it's like, well, how can it be BC if the C is when he shows up? <laughs> right. Then he couldn't have shown up before he shows up. And and I just remember as a kid going like, that doesn't logically make sense. But then realizing, oh, yeah, that's all based on, you know, other factors and historical, you know, data. And then it's like, oh, yeah, there weren't any Magi or there were Magi, but there weren't three. There were just three gifts. It could have been one Magi. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, it could have been two. It could have been 20. Yeah. These and are fun it, to talk about. It, and it did, But it opens it up to uh, so much of the kind of myth making that we've created mm -hmm. has scant historical backing. Oh, yes. and, and I think one of the ones that um, I really like playing with is leaning on is it isaiah 7 that says you know a virgin shall bear a son or about you know and he will be called emmanuel yeah i mean that's a major christmas theme yes the presence but, has, yeah. mm -hmm. but but the but isaiah's prophecy has nothing to well has very little of anything to do with jesus perhaps yeah I think wasn't it Hezekiah or something like that? Yeah. Like, oh, sure. You know, well, it's a, it's a. I think right isn't the understanding or whatever. It can be. It doesn't. It have to be mutually. Correct. Correct. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you know, you know, I remember growing up. It was. It, it had one meaning. That's know? right. Exactly. Yeah. But you and have to mature to get to It's already been used once. I mean, it's a it's little it. worn now. I mean, <laughs> so. Yeah. So Jesus. Jesus is cool, and Matthew is always going to like go back to the prophets and does that all the time. And so, you know, to show things in another light. That's right. But I think the part of that that was the Hebrew understanding of what the word virgin there meant, and that oh, yeah. it means um, a maiden, a young woman. Yep. You know, and and then how there is this tradition that moves from a young woman to the miraculous, immaculate conception, immaculate. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, moves to that kind of thing. It's like, well, the, that's not necessary. So if you say, well, yeah, Mary, maybe, probably, you know, I had sex with Joseph or, you know, and does yeah. that destroy Jesus? You know, Ooh. <laughs> but but the whole virgin birth thing, you know, is a, is a tradition that's added onto the original meanings of these Greek and Hebrew terms. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I really don't know what to do with that. And that's a place where, like, history kind of gets 
messy fuzzy messy complicated complex yeah choose a word yes well 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 yeah and you you, you so the uh one thing that people cling to are the nativity scenes you, or crush yep. as you say yep it's a how much of that is n- almost zero of which is mentioned in the bible <laughs> yeah yeah you know and so it's it's somebody's flannel graph saint francis mm-hmm. yeah you know, that ended up getting like made permanent made a permanent thing yeah, yeah. when really he was just, just i mean it should be recognized for what it was and even used for what it was a simple teaching tool not about the way it was but i mean there's elements in it that are metaphorical that teach a lesson or a, a per you know a, a highlight a maybe a emphasis of who jesus is or was or what his purpose was you know, I wonder if there's something in our minds because of, you know, kind of this modernity, you know, enlightenment mindset that says if we have this metaphor from St. Francis, you know, back in the 1200s, mm-hmm. by the time 1600s come around and Re- Reformation and this, you know, enlightenment movement and scholasticism and, oh yeah, do we need to take those metaphors and make them hard and fast, black and white, you know, historical fact, right? You know, how how do How did that movement take place? And it's, I don't think any... I don't know if any preacher actually said, hey, look at that nativity scene. That's exactly how it <laughs> That's happened. That's the way it was. But there's something in our minds that turns it that way, I think. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, especially with the repeated use, it just becomes part of the uh, part of the environment that you, yeah. you know, accept or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I haven't spent too much time. Have you tried to destroy people's no. Christmas myths? <laughs> No, right, no, because uh, there's. Uh, I mean, I I don't try to destroy it, but if people, you know, I there, are, I guess as a pastor, I know some of the people in my church and who I can talk about this stuff in an interesting way, like, hey, this is just an interesting conversation. Did you know, you know, those kinds of things, or if they have questions about it and they want to go, you know, beyond that type of stuff. But yeah, just in general, no, I don't try to destroy anyone's. Yeah, I, I'm not going to destroy your Christmas. So <laughs> no, no, we, no. we can talk about this stuff in June, maybe. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Okay. All right. Hey, so we're rolling along. And as always, we don't edit. So we just we're jump in. Another next Sports. We both have our crammed for time this morning. Yeah, a little bit. So, all right. I don't know. It, it, I, I, I had a few sports updates. I've been keeping track of volleyball since I mentioned I it last it. week, you know. Mm-hmm. And good. Nebraska's making it through, but all the teams, I mean, it's awesome. It's I think it's Pitt, uh, Nebraska, um, Texas, was it Iowa or Wisconsin? But it was it was like these it was this Great Plains, Midwestern teams and and yeah. Pittsburgh. And it's like what happened to California? <laughs> it's like what, where are they know, at? Where are they? I expect Purdue. No Purdue made it far. Yeah. Stanford lost. And it's like, wow. I mean, they're like a, a they're they're kind of like what the Duke of yep. uh, volleyball. I love it. So, but the the one the big the big sports news item is uh, Otani. Oh my goodness, man's getting paid. The price of tickets for everyone. Yeah. I mean, Hoo wee. Fellas, so getting this, some money. Th- this will be something to talk about uh, in repeated visits. But I, I had there was an article this morning uh, in the Atlantic that talked about uh, 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 ten numbers that explain, you know, this this um, decision to oh. uh, 
you know, pay Otani all this much, all this money. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and uh, I don't know. I, I I'll, I'll try to find a few of them, but uh, one of them was just crazy. He was at that rate. He's getting paid. Oh, come on load. Oh, come on. I, it's now telling me to, Oh, you know, log into my account. I hate that. Ah, but of course. He's making, he's making more money than the next two highest paid uh, MLB contracts combined. Oh, wow. I think I can't remember it was, uh, who the two were, Oof. but one was like at, at uh, 360, the other one was like at 325 or something like that. And so added together, he's still making more than the next two highest paid players. Oh, there we go. It's Aaron Judge plus Bryce Harper. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if you can see it, if, if you if yours opened up to show those, but yep, just crazy amounts of money. Seven hundred million dollars. And then and then in my mind, I'm thinking, does that mean that you know beer is now gonna go from twelve dollars to fifteen dollars? A hot dog's gonna cost as much as a steak, you know? Um jeez. Oh, um, <clears throat> while it's kind of cool and a little numbers game it's just is there Mind a point blowing. where it just implodes because how are fans going to keep paying that to support those salaries but i guess i guess they got the money on hand they got well dodgers yeah they gotta be one of the more valuable yeah Jeez. yeah Plus, i wonder how you... much of that is guaranteed you know and all that kind of stuff the fact that he went to the Dodgers was a real disappointment. No, I was a little sad. Yeah, I I really <laughs> wanted him to go to more of an underdog. Yeah, it's like at least he didn't go to the Yankees. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, I mean, but somebody else did, didn't they? Year, but they still got a deep, a big bank account. Oh yeah, didn't I think one uh, 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 Soto went to the Yankees? Juan Soto, so they got a big. Oh, and I was trying to remember in that article that I sent you. There was uh, the one, two, three in the batting order now for, ooh, for the ooh. Dodgers. What's it going to be? Uh, I, well, I can't remember what it was, but it was <laughs> the, the three of them combined were what had a greater OPS than like every anybody else, like ever or something like that. Oh, so it'll be Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just. It, it's, Holy it's, cow. It's like. Um, <laughs> What was it? Two thousand was it? Two thousand ten. When was the Miami Heat? You know, with the, oh yeah, Wade, Bosch, LeBron. Yeah, right. you know, it was like it's, it's kind of that uh, super team, which might Oof. be fun to watch for a bit. Um, yeah. On the other hand, it, part of me thinks, well, don't don't destroy the sport, right? Because it, it's it's poor baseball is just barely limping out of the a, a big dark cave that it's been in. <laughs> It has been for a little while. Yet somehow it's got at least one team's got that money. Yeah. Yeah. But but he is like we say, he's an unprecedented player. Probably will never see another one like him again. For sure in our lifetime. Maybe never. Oh yeah. And that's that's one of the things about that article in the Atlantic that it was interesting. It 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 does push that point. Yes. Um, I mean this this is this is somebody who Yes, it's it's uh, once not even a generation. It might be a lifetime. That's ever once like this comes along. Ever, <laughs> yeah. It's like, which is which is remarkable. I mean, he's twenty eight. He potentially has another ten years of playing life. Ooh, 
we? You know, I mean, Boy, it's not it's not impossible to think of a 38 year old baseball player. Oh, yeah. Especially if he comes off the mound and, you know, yeah, they, after a, a certain a batter or a utility fielder or something. Now like that. that he might not pitch much at all this next year because of the surgery. He's... Because of the surgery. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure that was rolled into the price and the expectation for the future. Yes. But oh, I, yeah. I can see down the ways. I mean, what is he? Six, four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, if if they need to protect his arm, throw him on first base. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what a target. Ooh, we. He's, so yeah, incredible money, money, money. It would be, it would be interesting to uh, see him cross over. Yeah. So like uh, Michael Jordan played baseball for a little mm-hmm. bit. Oh, bring him over to basketball. Throw, throw Tony into basketball. See how he does. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be half surprised if he would do a pretty decent job. I, I mean, he's gotta be, yeah, he was obviously athletic. So Probably translates some of his stuff. Just got to translate, I'm sure. All right, so I'm I'm waiting for a phone call. You've got yep. you got places to go. I'm going to hit the agenda button. Let's move it on. The Patreon oh, commercial. Speaking Just of money. Speaking of seven. Just make it quick. Send us seven hundred million dollar contract. Seventy yeah, million like, a year. We are we are just uh six hundred ninety nine nine hundred ninety nine dollars short on that. <laughs> We're just, and we're only, our contract with you would be just mere peanuts compared to, and not ballpark peanuts, which are now apparently going to be $10 per ounce at the baseball park, but regular peanuts, $2 a month. Part of that goal is that we get that quarter million dollars so that we can do podcasts (laughs) from the coolest minor league ballparks across the country. Wouldn't that be you? You definitely want to get updates from those. So that's one of our goals. And you can yeah. help us with two dollars a month. All right. Or just one month at two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> you pick. You, you pick. pick. Yeah. <laughs> Stretch it out or one time purchase. <laughs> so, oh, boy. Your assistance would be uh, would be um, welcome. Yeah, very much. Yeah. And and I did put together an intro episode for my um next little podcast to the other side podcast i love it and uh have a little five minute intro and i just published that last week and so in january i'll try to roll out a number of episodes love it love it love it love it all right next agenda item some advent talk yeah the third Sunday in Advent. We're coming up to Peak Candle Sunday. Peak Candle. Pink can- oh, I said Peak Candle, but it's... It, it could be. Yeah, could be the peak of the, your lighting candle experience minus the Christ Candle, of course. Yes. <clears throat> so, yes, this is uh, Godette Sunday. Am I saying it correctly? I. That's how I say it. <laughs> Gaudé. I think, and I think the thing is, if you say it with confidence, it sounds right. Gaudé. So I say I usually say Godette. Yeah, Godette. Which That's sounds a little bit like gaudy, you know. Or, <laughs> Ooh, maybe it, it oh, works. that could be where they get it from, actually. Oh, I wonder. Uh-huh. I'm Googling it. Godette huh. pronunciation. Ready? Here we go. I'm even picking the guy who speaks French. Go! Gaudette. So then, so Gaudete is Gaudete. That sounds that sounds like a a, a Spanish pronunciation. It does, doesn't it? Maybe it is. But um, 
<laughs> and so is it connected to Gaudi? I it's gotta be, man. Rejoice so over is. the Let's top. Yeah, it it's is. gotta be. It's gotta be. Because then here's what the other word what what does the word flamboyant mean? Because to me, gaudy and flamboyant go together. Sure. Flamboyant. Yeah. And what I'm thinking is with flamboyant is a floating candle, a buoyant flame. Yes, I love it. So maybe on the mm -hmm. third Sunday of Advent, we need to have floating candles. Ooh. Oh. Flame <laughs> flamboyant. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh boy. Just a thought. That's the daddest dad joke ever. So I was so I was looking up trying to figure out a little bit about the Godette thing. I didn't learn how to look at how to pronounce it. Yes. Uh but in in Roman Catholicism, there's actually another Sunday for joy, and it is um Laudate, maybe. Ooh, Laudate. And, and I can't remember if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Oh, Latare, Latare, perhaps. Anyway, it's got a lala oh. in it. But the point is, the difference is the latare is inner joy. Ooh. So it's that person who sits in a corner with a grin on their face and you wonder what's up. <laughs> what are they like? What is that smirk about? And and Gaudet is meant is meant to exp, uh, be expressive joy. That's right. And, and so <sighs> it's like, you know, so this Sunday, I wonder how many different ways there are to be expressive Ooh. in our Ooh. joy. Throwing glitter. I mean, we're we're in oh, a yes. location. If we throw glitter, we're going to be better not do the glitter. Out. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe those little ribbon, those little popper things, you know, or something. oh yeah, streamer, the whiskey bottle streamers, or whatever. Yeah, and and think you know you know because I I believe it's uh, John the Baptist Sunday as well. Oh yeah, you, know, so right. you brood of vipers, who warned you you know to flee the wrath to come? Pop, yay! <laughs> I think those two things go together so well. <laughs> Snakes. This is the snakes. Yeah, there you go. Love Ooh, it. That's it. Mm -hmm. I, all mm -hmm. right. So. Very cool. What are we so talking about? What's this fruitcake? What's going on? So fruit along the lines. Well, there's a couple of things. There's fruitcake and some other things. All, along those lines, one of the things I do, I've done for the last few years on, on uh, Godette Sunday, or yes. Godette Sunday, <laughs> is I play uh, music that comes from a group called Action Aid Sweden. It's a... Uh, oh. International Relief Development Organization in Sweden, and okay. they put out a Christmas oh. album a number of years ago. Yes, and it's actually one of my favorite albums of all time. Yes, okay, I know this one. I love it. It's so Action, Action Aid Sweden has a has an EP. Uh, I found it on on Spotify and on <laughs> on YouTube, and it's goats singing. The joy to the world, goat edition. You know, it's like it. it's like you know, it's it's a little bit. I think I really like it. You know, like why doesn't Heifer Project have cows oh, doing Christmas carols? Yeah, that'd be good. Trying to miss out on something. Yeah. But the yep. other one is a recent Christmas album that I've, you know, just just recently discovered and was really impressed with. Yes. If I can find it here. Uh, have you ever heard of the uh, Superions? No. So you would you're 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 probably too young to be a B-52s fan. Well, I I know about B-52s. So. OK, yeah. Rock <laughs> Lobster and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the. um one of the one of the members of B52s has his own band called the Superions. Oh my goodness. 
and they came out with a Christmas album. They've had a few song signals over the last few years, but I think they put them all together this year. And he put one together for Fruitcake. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I thought it sounded pretty good. All right, let's hear it. Let's see here's the voice. What you making? Fruitcake. What you baking? Fruitcake. Candy cherries, red dye number two. Green <laughs> cherries, green ones too. It's fruitcake. It's fruitcake. <laughs> Pecans or walnuts. Citrus peel. Mm. Lots of stuff. Add what you feel. Sticks of butter. Cinnamon. Mo molasses. Lots of dark rum. Oh yeah. Loaded up. Artificial color. <laughs> Artificial flavor. If your family don't want it, give it to a neighbor. It's fruitcake. It's fruitcake. Fruit uh. What you making? Fruitcake. Mm, mm, mm. you baking? Fruitcake. Love it. So yeah, that that that's going to be on my uh, playlist for Sunday. I don't know if we'll do it for congregational singing, but usually I, I have the goats set up as like do. a prelude with the goats. You know, oh. just, just roll right over into fruitcake. Oh, that's great! <clears throat> yes. No, I, did, do do you have anything like that that you can roll out for? Uh, this joy-filled, expressive Sunday. I, uh, here, I I'm interested in one that it recommended based off of that one. All right. And it's uh, the Home Alones is the name of the uh, the artist. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, Google them or Spotify. Search them. All right. And maybe we try the. Uh, the Wet Bandits, maybe? The song, The Wet Bandits? Let's hear that. Huh, all right. Did you find it? Got it. Okay, let's hear it. Let's see it. This is... I, I kind of like the sound of it missing the <laughs> missing the christmas feel uh, I don't you're know right the next song angels with filthy souls is more of a christmas tune but <laughs> wet bandits is pretty good that's funny that's funny yeah from the movie of course home alone in case you're not familiar which is a christmas movie <clears throat> more than die hard is a christmas <clears throat> okay um where are we at on our thing because i want to do something with you we're, we're, we're good, yeah. If we're close to closing time, okay. <clears throat> here's what I'm gonna. Uh, here's what I want to do. I've seen some other podcasting duos do this, so it's not an original, you know, idea. But I just thought it'd be fun. 
It's called right. blind, blind ranking. So what happens is I'm going to give you five, and in this case, the subject is a Christmas movie titles. Oh, you're okay. going to hear them. Um, you don't know what's coming. So you have from one to five, you have to slot the movie in without knowing what's going to come next. Okay. Okay. So one through five. All right. Are you ready? You you prepared for this? Yes. Okay. These are going to all be classics though. So let's begin with, let's begin with a Charlie Brown Christmas. One. <laughs> oh man all right okay you sure that you want to give it the one spot already okay probably yeah okay all right next movie national lampoon's christmas vacation Ooh. <laughs> that's a i'll give it a three a three okay leaving some room for above yeah, or below yeah. okay how about the movie elf oh oh Ooh, that would have been a three. That could have been number three. So now you got to yeah. go two or, two or four. It's gonna go four. Four, more like a three point two five. Ooh, okay. So you have two and five left. Are you ready for the final two? All right, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I'll give that a two. Yeah, it's a class a nice one. It's yeah. good. Especially right. the black and white version. I love the black and white yeah, version. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> the more classic one. Okay, how about the movie White Christmas? It'll go five because there's go no other five. slots left. That, and that works. Never, that works. Yeah. You you're happy with that? So at number uh, one. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. It's so number uh, one, you have Charlie. I, I, I would have pushed Elf up a little bit higher. Yeah. And I'm glad yeah. you didn't ask about It's a Wonderful Life because you only had five places. <laughs> I know. I knew you hate that one. So I wasn't <laughs> going to throw that out there. So number one, you had, uh, what did I say? Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown. Number two was uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Three was Elf. Four was, what did I say? No, oh, National Lampoon. Three, three was Lampoon. Oh yes, three was now. That's right. National Police Christmas. Yeah. Number four yeah. is off, and then number five. Yeah, was yeah. That's a pretty uh, uh, tight pack. One through five. They're all crossing mm -hmm. the finish line. It'd be a photo finish. Pretty. That's much. right. It, it would be pretty tight. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Well, there yeah. you go. That oh, was wow. fun. Maybe every now and then we could do that when it feels appropriate. I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Blind ranking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can catch me next time with one, or you know. Yeah, I think I'll we'll work on that. Okay. Yeah, so go. we've got we've got a busy schedule. You got any more time? Uh, I mean, maybe a couple. Actually, minutes. no, you do not. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. So I'll tell you what, right we're gonna jump to the next agenda item, which is the last thing. Ooh. Oh my gosh, I don't like that <laughs> that question. Ooh, what would your action figure catchphrase be? Okay. Oh, you're first this time. Let's follow you. You you go. What am I action action figure? <laughs> something along the lines of a snappy way to say i don't know what do you think <laughs> a I, mean, I don't know what do you I mean, think? so when i get when i get done with a sermon yeah uh one of the things i as, as a as a concluding phrase that i had tried for a while was but i could be wrong <laughs> but i could be wrong <laughs> and it's based on has biblical uh basis uh first yes. corinthians 8 2 Anybody who says they know something already proves they don't know anything. Ooh. So it's like, so um, I don't know. What do you think? That's a good one. Uh, it makes sense to me. Um, how about, uh, geez, boy. 
I don't know what I would say for an action figure catchphrase. Um, I used to, when I was a kid, when I was a um, in uh, high school, I used to make a joke that I would tell everyone anything for a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> anything for a quarter. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. You know, small gifts are important, uh, but because I, I, I in the in the Methodist Church, you do a big thing on uh, financial stewardship, like in what October mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to do. I don't little. know. That, that mm -hmm. catchphrase could be a problem. Yeah, I know. Well, now it needs to be uh, 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 adjusted for inflation, so we'll say anything for two dollars. Well, for our Patreon. Page. Back to our Patreon thing. <laughs> anything for a quarter. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You know, we could, you know, you know, you know, one thing we could do just as an introductory Patreon uh, bonus to people who do commit to $2, maybe we can say you get to write one icebreaker question for an episode. Ooh, that'd be good. Or come up with the scenario for the blind. Uh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us a topic for the, yep. Yeah. Thinking. But I, I do like the, the, uh, the questions. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be fun. All right, hey, uh, I gotta go. Yeah, you gotta you go. A, I gotta go. You gotta. You got phone calls to make or receive or whatever it is. On the way, yeah. Yeah. So, hey, thanks. Good to good to see you. Good to see, see and hear you too, my friend. And bye. If I can figure out how to turn everything off. <laughs> <laughs> you do this every week, man. I know, I know. It's like, oh, no, there's so many things. So many things. See, this is why if you have this in your life, I know this could be a problem. So I even put it on a second monitor and it's still. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Bye. Bye.